أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedeuzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. You can access the recordings in this series from the reflections-rn.org website. We will continue reading from the second word in this episode, inshallah. The second word is the second treatise in the book, The Words by Bedeuzzaman Said Nursi. Uh, we started with the first word, but because of the relevance of its content to the content of the first word, Bedouzaman has placed another treatise right, right after the first word. That is the second station of the 14th flash. Therefore, we read the first word, we read the second station of the 14th flash, which were both about the secrets of Basmala, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, and now. We will continue reading the second word, inshallah. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Ikinji söz. Second word. Alladina yu'minuna bil ghayb. Those who believe in the unseen. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. In the name of God, the merciful, the mercy giver. Alladina yu'minuna bil ghayb. Those who believe in the unseen. This treatise is an interpretation of, is inspired by this verse from the Quran, the beginning of the second chapter of the Quran, uh, Surah Al-Baqarah, the chapter Al-Baqarah. İmanda ne kadar büyük bir saadet ve nimet ve ne kadar büyük bir lezzet ve rahat bulunduğunu anlamak istersen, Şu temsili hikayeciye bak, dinle. If you want to understand what a great bliss and blessing, what great joy and contentment are to be found in faith, in belief, in true faith, iman, look at this parable. Listen. As we explained before, Üstad Nursi explains us very profound and expansive, not expansive, but expansive with an A, uh, truths, realities with these parables. He makes them easier to understand for us. And he's beginning by saying, look, there is a parable coming and this is what I would like to clarify for you with this parable. What does he want to clarify for us? What should our intention be in reading this treatise? What do we want to understand while we uh, read and contemplate this treatise? That is understanding what great bliss and blessing, what great joy and contentment are to be found in faith, in having belief. Of course, when we say having belief, what we mean here is having faith, believing God, His prophets, 
that the Prophet وسلم, Muhammad ibn Abdullah وسلم, was the last Prophet Messenger of God and believing in the books, the Quran and the Bible and the Torah, that these are God's words, that he sent them as his message to humanity and the jinn, believing in the angels, believing in the hereafter, bodily resurrection in the hereafter, believing that good and bad are from God and we will all be resurrected, we will all return to Him. Having faith in these essential tenets of our creed, the creed of Islam. So Ustad Nursi is telling us, look, believing in these, having true faith, brings you bliss and joy and happiness and contentment. It is a blessing. Now come listen to this parable and you will understand how and why. Bir vakit iki adam hem keyif hem ticaret için seyahate giderler. Biri hodbin, talihsiz bir tarafa, diğeri hudabin, bahtiyar, diğer tarafa süluk eder, giderler. Once two men went on a journey for pleasure and business. One was conceited and took an inauspicious path. The other was God-centered and took a fortunate direction. Uh, the word that we are using here uh, to indicate or the words that we translated as God-centered and uh, con conceited conceited and God-centered are Hodbin and Hudabin. What does this mean? Both of them are Persian words and Hodbin means uh, self-seeing. Hod is self, bin is to see, seeing. That is, one who sees himself and nothing else and sees everything through himself. Self-centered, conceited. And the second word is Khudabi. And Khuda is God. So one sees, one who sees God in everything and sees everything through God, through his consciousness of God. And these two men are on a journey. What's the purpose of the journey? Both business and pleasure. Hodbin adam hem hodgam, hem hodendish, hem bedbin olduğundan bedbinlik cezası olarak nazarında pek fena bir memlekete düşer. Because the conceited man was also self-indulgent, self-centered and pessimist, as a punishment for his pessimism, he found himself in what appeared to him to be a most wicked country. And again, we have Persian words that each uh, or at least several of them use this word bean to see. And this is a key word in understanding this treatise. This is about how we perceive things, how we process our world, how we perceive and process our environment, how we see. So this man, the first man who was conceited, Khodbin, was also Khodgam, 
self-indulgent or who worried about himself all the time. But Chod and Dish, self-centered, again, similar, who worried about himself, who was concerned about himself all the time. And bad being, this is important. He see, he saw bad. His uh, lenses show things bad to him. His lenses were dirty. They show things ugly. They show things evil. Bad being. And because he was bad being, because he was pessimist, as a punishment, punishment for his pessimism, he found himself in what, important, appeared to him to be a most wicked country. It was not a wicked country, but to him it appeared to be wicked. Bakar ki, her yerde aciz bir çareler, zorba müthiş adamların ellerinden ve tahribatlarından vaveyla ediyorlar. He looks around. This is what he sees. Powerless wretches are lamenting from the yoke and torment of bullying tyrants. Bütün gezdiği yerlerde böyle hazin, elim bir hali görür. Wherever he goes, he witnesses this sorrowful and agonizing scene. Bütün memleket bir matem haneyi umumi şeklini almış. The entire country, the entire land seems to have turned into a house of mourning. Kendisi şu elim ve muzlim haleti hissetmemek için sarhoşluktan başka çare bulamaz. Who, who can take this all in? Wherever you go, mourning, poor creatures being tortured and tyrants and oppression. This is what he is seeing all around. Who can take this all in? He cannot find a way other than becoming drunk to numb the pain of this situation. So he finds the solution in what? In numbing his senses, becoming drunk. Çünkü herkes ona düşman ve ecnebi görünüyor. Everything appears to him as alien and antagonistic. Because everything appears to him as alien and antagonistic. Ve ortalıkta dahi müthiş cenazeleri, cenazeleri ve meyusane ağlayan yetimleri görür. All around he sees horrifying corpses and desperate crying orphans. Vicdanı azap içinde kalır. His conscience plunges into torment. Now this is important. This person has conscience. He is human. And we all have conscience. The question is whether we engage our conscience or whether we numb it so his conscience starts to torment him what he sees around torments him he cannot take this anymore he finds a solution in numbing his senses in cutting his conscience off of his perception and actions he makes himself drunk this does not necessarily mean drunk by drinking alcohol it is one of the ways that we become drunk it means numbing our senses it may have many different ways. One may be watching movies from morning till late into midnight and not letting himself or herself stop for a moment and think about what is going on. One may be a workaholic, working and working and working all the time and try, trying to produce something regardless of the value of that thing and whether the time that he or she invests in that warrants or whether the value that 
is produced by it warrants the time that he, sh he or she invests in it. There are many ways to numb our senses. That's what this person does. Diğeri, diğeri huda bin, huda perest ve hak endiş güzel ahlaklıydı ki nazarında pek güzel bir memlekete düştü. The other man was God-centered, devout, huda perest, worshipped God, and hak endiş, truthful. He worried about truth. He worried about the reality of things. He saw God and he saw everything through his consciousness of God. He found himself in what appeared to him to be an exceedingly beautiful country because he was God-centered, devout and truthful. And because reality actually was beautiful, he found himself in what appeared to him to be an exceedingly beautiful country. İşte bu iyi adam girdiği memlekette bir umumi şenlik görüyor. Yes, in the country he enters, this good man witnesses universal rejoice. Umumi şenlik, universal. Nothing is excluded. Universal rejoice. Her tarafta bir sürur, bir şehrayin, bir cezbe ve neşe içinde zikirhaneler. Herkes ona dost ve akraba görünür. Joy fills everywhere. All around he finds festivals and houses of divine invocation, rapturing in happiness. Everyone appears to him as friends and relations. Everyone appears to him as friends and familiar. Akraba, relatives, relations, close, close ones. Bütün memlekette yaşasınlar ve teşekkürler ile bir terhisat-ı umumiye şenliği görüyor. Throughout the country he witnesses the celebrations of a general discharge from duties as cheers of rejoice and gratitude fill the atmosphere. So there are two things here. One, he sees everything in a state of fulfilling their duties. And then throughout the entire country he witnesses the celebrations of a general discharge from duties. So everything comes, fulfills its duty and moves on, is discharged. In, in, in a state of, like, with cheers of rejoice and gratitude. As they are leaving, they fill the atmosphere with, with these cheers of joy. Hem tekbir ve tehlil ile mesrurane ahsa asker için bir davul, bir musiki sesi işitiyor. Then he hears a joyful drumbeat and music celebrating the conscription of soldiers as cries of glorification and unification declare the majesty and unity of God. So, some came, fulfilled their duties and now they are leaving, they are being discharged and they are filling the atmosphere with cheers of joy and gratitude because they fulfilled their duties and now they are going on, moving on to the next stage. And on the other hand, there are others who are coming to fulfill their duties and as they come they are ready they are also coming with joy and, and eagerness and enthusiasm and they are filling the air with the, with cries of glorification takbir allahu akbar so pronouncing the word uh, the, the phrase allahu akbar god is the greatest we call that takbir and then tahlil which is pronouncing the phrase La ilaha illallah. There is no deity or worship but Allah. There is no God but Allah. They declare His majesty and unity. Evvelki bedbahtın hem kendi hem umum halkın elemi ile müteellim olmasına bedel, şu bahtiyar 
hem kendi hem umum halkın süruru ile mesrur ve müferrah olur. In contrast to the first unfortunate man who grieved with the agony of not only his own but also the entire creation, this felicitous man rejoices and finds comfort in his and the entire creation's contentment. Remember, he is not self-centered. He is not concerned about himself alone. He is concerned about everything. He is because he sees everything through a consciousness of God, from a, from a God-centered perspective. This is probably the best way we put it so far. He sees everything from a God-centered perspective and everything is God's creation. Therefore, he is concerned with every, everything and everything appears to him as to be close and to be relations. And because everything is close to him and they are all relations and they are all happy, they are rejoicing, he also is filled with joy and he sees himself as fulfilling his duty too. And that's an added layer of joy. So joy in joy. He is felicitous. He finds comfort here. He finds comfort in his own and the entire creation's contentment. He is content. Hem güzelce bir ticaret eline geçer. And that's not all. Moreover, he acquires a handsome profit. So remember, he had come here for what? Pleasure and business. We saw the pleasure part. And that, that's enough. Right? That, that actually is enough. He is here. He is fulfilling his duty. He is happy. He is content. And what, what else do you want? Well, there is more. There is also a business. Because he is fulfilling his duty, he is also given a large profit. Allah'a şükreder, sonra döner, öteki adama rast gelir. Contentment and gratitude, şükür, fills his heart. Then, then he happens upon the other man, realizes his situation and says, Sonra döner, öteki adama rast gelir. Halini anlar, ona der. He turns to the other man and tells him, Yahu sen divane olmuşsun. Batınındaki çirkinlikler zahirine aksetmiş olmalı ki, gülmeyi ağlamak, terhisatı soymak ve talan etmek, tevehüm etmişsin. Aklını başına al, kalbini temizle. Ta şu musibetli perde senin nazarından kalksın, hakikati görebilesin. So then he happens upon the other man, realizes his situation and says, Alas, you have lost your mind. Your inner ugliness has distorted your perception so much that you take laughter for crying and the discharge from duties for extortion and destruction. Come to your senses and purify your heart so that this inauspicious veil may be raised from your eyes from your eyes and you may see the truth what's again here so that you may see the truth what is preventing you from being able to see the truth the ugliness of your inner reality has reflected on your outside perception has veiled you from the reality of existence zira nihayet derecede adil merhametkar raiyet perver muktedir intizam perver müşfik bir melikin memleketi hem bu derece göz önünde asarı terakkiyat ve kemalat gösteren bir memleket senin vehminin gösterdiği surette olamaz why what what is the evidence for what he diagnosed 
to be the problem with his friend. Come to your senses and purify your heart so that this inauspicious veil may be raised from your eyes and you may see the truth for the cause. The country of an utterly just, merciful, benevolent, powerful, orderly, and compassionate king. This is what he is seeing, right? He is seeing, let's repeat this, he is seeing the country of an utterly just, merciful, benevolent, powerful, orderly, and compassionate king cannot be as you imagine it especially as so many signs of perfection are displayed all around what is the evidence he has it is what he sees he observes all around and he sees so many signs of perfection which lead which lead him to understanding the presence of a king who is just merciful benevolent powerful orderly and compassionate and treats his um, subjects with these qualities sonra o bedbahtın aklı başına gelir nedamet eder evet ben işrekten divane olmuştum allah senden razı olsun ki cehennemi bir haletten beni kurtardın der upon hearing this the first unfortunate man came to his senses and repented. He said, Yes, my debauchery seems to have driven me to lunacy. May God be pleased with you. You saved me from a hellish state. So what did he do? He changed his point of view. He changed, changed his perspective. And as soon as he changed his perspective, as soon as he taught through that veil that was the product of the reflection of his inner ugliness on his outside perception, he witnessed reality. He regretted what he was seeing before, but more than that, more importantly than that, he realized reality and is now content with it. A nefsim, O my soul. Now, those who listen to the first word, the very beginning of the first word, will remember that Ustad Nursi is writing these treatises to his soul, to his compulsive soul. And we should keep that in mind and listen or read to our compulsive souls. We should not read it as if we are reading a magazine. We should not read it for other people. I should not be reading this for you. I am benefiting from this. That is my intention. Oh, my compulsive soul, listen. You are in trouble. You're, you are conceited. You see things through yourself alone. You are pessimist. And that is a problem that is driving me, myself, in which you are included to a destitute situation in this world and to torment in the hereafter. Listen, come to your senses. Oh my soul. Bil ki, evvelki adam kafirdir veya fasıkı gafildir. Know this. This is the reality of the above parable. This is what the parable is telling you through its metaphorical expression. 
know this the first man is either a disbeliever or a heedless sinner it can be two things it can either be a disbeliever somebody who has completely abandoned reality who covers up reality right kafir it's, it's sometimes it is translated as infidel and you know so on and so forth this believer is probably a, a good enough translation but what the word really means is one who covers up kufr right you dig up a hole on the ground put a seed there and you cover it up this is why the word was used to mean farmer in you know ancient arabic one who covers up one who covers reality up it's not that it's not one who has no sense of no idea of reality because we all do we all gave our bi'ah we all gave our oath of allegiance to god he asked to all of us am i not your lord and we all answered by saying Bala, yes you are our lord you are my lord we all know that he is our lord somewhere deep inside our hearts but then we come to this world and the troubles and tribulations and attractions and distractions of this world cover our hearts in layers and layers of guck and veils us from the reality that we all have at the core of our hearts and if only we were able to pierce through those veils and reach the reality in the core of our hearts so the first man is either a disbeliever a kafir or or he has faith he still has connection to that core in his heart but his compulsive soul and the satan and the attractions of the world are overcoming his intellect and his conscience and his will he does not have the willpower and he he falls into constant and in sin and insists on sin and he becomes heedless of the unacceptable utterly desperate situation that he is in he becomes a heedless sinner şu dünya onun nazarında bir matemhane umumiyedir in this in this person's view this world is a house of mourning for all why bütün zihayat firak ve zeval sillesiyle ağlayan ağlayan yetimlerdir because in his view the, this world is a house of mourning for all because all living creatures are orphans crying under the blows of destruction and separation in this world orphans meaning that they do not have caregivers not necessarily they don't have, they do not have fathers and mothers no. they do not have caregivers they do not have somebody who takes care of them they are left alone they are abundant and they are abundant to a context in which blows of destruction and separation are tormenting them oppressing them and they are, therefore they are crying this is what he is saying isn't that isn't that the apparent reality of the world 
But be careful, I said, apparent reality of the world, not the true reality of the world. Is there anything that comes to this world and stays there forever? Did any one of us have at any time in their lives had this certainty that they are going to live forever? Is there anything out there that has lived more than a you know specific time period? No, we know that that's not happening. And if we see everything as abundant, what are they abundant to? They are abundant to destruction. And because they're all attached to each other, also separation. Those who are destroyed are facing a um, terrible oppressive end. And those who are not destroyed, who are left behind, are also facing a terrible destructive end because they are losing the ones that they love, that they are attached to. Hayvan ve insan ise ecel pençesiyle parçalanan kimsesiz başı, başı bozuklardır. All animals and humans are abandoned to be ripped apart by the claws of death. Dağlar ve denizler gibi büyük mevcudat ruhsuz, müthiş cenazeler hükmündedirler. Mighty beings like the oceans and mountains appear as soulless and dreadful corpses. Daha bunun gibi çok elim, ezici, dehşet, dehşetli evham, küfründen ve dalaletinden neşet edip onu manen tazip eder. Likewise, many other grievous, crushing and terrifying delusions arise from his disbelief and deviance and they torment him. What a pitiful situation. Diğer adam ise, remember we are now talking about the reality of the metaphor that we already read. Diğer adam ise mümindir. The other man, in contrast, is a believer. Mümin. From the word iman. Believer. Cenab-ı Halik'ı tanır, tasdik eder. He knows and acknowledges the supreme creator. Cenab-ı Halik. The almighty creator. He knows and recognizes, acknowledges. He knows in his heart. He has the knowledge of and he also actively acknowledges the almighty creator. Onun nazarında şu dünya bir zikirhane-i rahman, bir talimgah-ı beşer ve hayvan ve bir meydanı intihana insucandır. In his view, this world is an abode for the invocation of the name of the all-merciful, ar-rahman, a training ground for humans and animals and a trial field, and a trial field for humans and the jinn. So in, in this one sentence, a lot is uh, packed actually. In his view, this world is an abode for the invocation of the name of the All-Merciful. And this includes everything, from the atoms to the stars. They are all invocating what? The All-Merciful, Ar-Rahman. Those who listen to our um, podcast episodes on the uh, first word and the second station of the 14th flash, inshallah, should have a good sense of what this means. Everything is in existence and everything is being, being sustained in existence and the needs of everything 
are being taken care of are they are all being provided for through the intercession of the name through the light gates of the name ar-rahman the merciful it is god's mercy that they owe their existence and being sustained and being provided for and what as is this world it is a training ground for humans and animals their capacities are being improved why especially for humans well, what's the point of improving those capacities well those capacities are what enable us to perceive God's blessings on us and what is paradise other than the utter downpour of God's blessings how do you benefit from it how do you enjoy it if you don't have the capacity to get them to fill the, the raindrops in your container our capacities our faculties are being improved here it's a training ground for humans and animals and what else and a trial field for humans and the jinn for those who have partial will and therefore are charged with an extra responsibility and are being tried about whether they fulfill that responsibility or not what is that responsibility that's to know and worship god right it's also a trial field bütün vefiyat hayvaniye ve insaniye ise terhisattır the deaths of all animals and the humans mark their release from duty it is not destruction it is not annihilation it's not perdition no they are just being discharged from duty and they are going to another abode where they are going to receive the the the reward for what they have done in this world they are being discharged from duty that's what death is for those who have fulfilled their responsibilities their duties it is it is a moment of comfort for those who have not fulfilled their duties it is the moment when and where they are going to face what they have sown it's where they are going to reap what they have sown vazife-i hayatını bitirenler bu darifaniden manen mesrurane daha dağsız diğer bir aleme giderler ta yeni vazifedarlara yer açılsın gelip çalışsınlar those who finish their duty of living look at this those who finish their duty of living leave this transient abode and in a state of spiritual joy move on to a trouble-free world a trouble-free world so that room may be made for others to come and to strive to fulfill their duties in turn what's the point of being here that's to fulfill our responsibilities our duties if we fulfilled our duties why stay here there is a better place and also there are others who are waiting in line to fulfill their duties let them come let's open space for them that's what that is that's what that is bütün tevellüdat hayvaniye ve insaniye ise ahza askere silah altına vazife başına gelmektir the birds of all animals and the humans on the other hand are acts of conscription taking arms and reporting at work now 
uh, we should remember here that in the uh, at the very beginning of the first word Ustad Nursi offered an introduction a brief introduction in which he said that he was addressing a student who was a soldier by profession and because the soldier was uh, because the student was a soldier by profession Ustad Nursi also devised uh, his his parables from the military context and this is why he is saying here the birds of all animals and the humans on the other hand are acts of conscription taking arms and reporting at work you could also think of this as uh, you know pushing your card while entering, entering a factory and taking your tools and you know starting to work in the factory that could have been another parable another metaphor and this is what this is birth babies animal or human who are coming to this world are coming to take take the tools that they need to take the weapons that take the arms that they need in this world in order to what in order to improve their capacities in order to serve their times and fulfill their duties bütün zihayat birer muvazzaf mesrur asker birer müstakim memnun memurlardır so therefore all living things or animate beings are cheerful soldiers on duty and the butterfly you see out there the bird that's chirping in the back i don't know if you are hearing that or not the cat that passes by the ants that are crawling on the ground the fish in the sea the lion in the desert what are they they are all cheerful soldiers on duty they are upright servants in a state of contentment that is the state of all living beings with the exception of the human and the jinn who because of their misuse of their partial will sometimes become distracted leave the true path become heedless and sinful and so on and so forth but otherwise we should not expand this wrongful state to the rest of the creation there is nothing out there living or not living but here the emphasis is on the living beings animate creatures that are not in a, that that that none of that uh, there is none of them out there that is not in a state of contentment that's not an upright servant that's not a cheerful soldier we should have respect for them they have dignity they have dignity the chicken that is digging out worms from a garbage heap is fulfilling its duty and therefore has dignity the ants that crawl on a piece of that's a rotten flesh left from the carcass of an animal are doing their duty they are cleaning the earth the earth of their lord and they have dignity and therefore we should respect them they are all cheerful soldiers on duty they are upright servants in a state of contentment bütün sadalar ise ya vazife başlamasındaki zikir ve tesbih ve paydostan gelen şükür ve tehrih 
veya işlemek neşesinden neşet eden nagamattır. Bütün mevcudat o müminin nazarında Seyyid-i Kerim'in ve Malik-i Rahim'inin birer Seyyid-i Kerim'inin ve Malik-i Rahim'inin birer munis hizmetkarı, birer dost memuru, birer şirin kitabıdır. Daha bunun gibi pek çok latif, ulvi ve leziz tatlı hakikatler imanından tecelli eder, tezahür eder. All sounds filling the world are either the remembrance and glorification of God at the commencement of duties or expressions of rejoice and gratitude at the time of discharge from duties or melodies emanating from the joy of, per- of performing those duties. The entire existence in the eyes of this believer are the sympathetic servants friendly officials and agreeable books of his most generous master, Sayyid-i Kerim, and compassionate owner, Malik-i Rahim. As we said before, Ustad Nursi never uses, never uses uh, words just because it sounds good at that point. Now he is very precise, very uh, full of wisdom, very much to the point in his usage of words. And this this is especially true when he uh, uses God's beautiful names or appellations that are used to refer to God. Sayyid-i Kerim, most generous master, the believer, right? This is the believer who is looking around and seeing this beautiful world. He is seeing this beautiful world because he is seeing it as the creation of his most generous master and most merciful owner and the word for merciful here is rahim for those who listen to the first word and the second station of the 14th flash they will also remember the distinction between rahman and rahim rahman is uh, the manifestation of God's mercy on everything altogether. Rahim is the concentration of God's mercy on each thing one by one. And here that mercy is being concentrated and showered over the believer because he is the slave of the merciful and he is seeing everything from the perspective of his Lord. And therefore he is seeing everything beautiful and in that perception is mercy. He sees them all as familiar servants, as friendly officials, and important, as agreeable, as pretty books. What does this mean? Books. They are there to be read. They are signs pointing to, pointing to his Lord. And because he knows how to read them, and because the content that's inscribed in each and every one of those books are beautiful, he is enjoying them. He is content. Demek iman bir manevi tuğba-i cennet çekirdeğini taşıyor. So this is the conclusion. In that case, true faith, iman, contains the immaterial, metaphysical, ma'nevi, seed of a tuba tree in the paradisical garden, al-jannah. Now, let's unpack this a little bit. 
The Tuba tree is mentioned in several traditions of the Prophet Muhammad as a type of tree in the garden resembling the walnut tree in shape but so large that a rider could travel in its shade for a hundred years and still not cross it. So it's a tree, an enormously huge and beautiful tree. But all trees start where? From a seed. Therefore, the faith that one has, the believer has in his heart, is the seed of a tree that's going to grow and blossom in the paradise. So every believer carries a seed of the paradise in his heart, in meaning, metaphysically, because faith is not something that you can hold and touch. Right? It is a meaning. It's ma'anavi. We talked about this a little bit before too. We are using the word metaphysical or immaterial for lack of a better word. But the, the origin of the word is ma'ana, meaning. That's the meaning of what he has in his heart. The faith that he has in his heart indicates and will grow into. So it's, it's, it's not just uh, immaterial and will stay immaterial. No, it is the seed of what will materialize in the paradise. Kufur is a manevi bir zakkumu cehennem tohumu saklıyor. On the other hand, this belief conceals in itself, contains in itself the seed of a zakkum tree in hell. What's a zakkum tree? It is mentioned in several verses of the Quran. And for example, uh, this is from going to be from uh, the, the uh, Surah Al-Waqa, uh, the chapter Waqa. Uh, this is the 56th chapter of the Quran. And I'm going to read interpretations of the uh, 51st through 53rd verses. Then, all you who have strayed from the straight path, who deny the afterlife, you will surely eat of the tree of Zakkum and you will fill up your bellies with it. It is a tree, it's a plant that will be in the hell. We don't know the reality of it. These are bringing the meaning of their reality is closer to our understanding. But it is something that is going to be befitting the hell. It will not benefit. It will not be tasty. It will be torturous. Maybe it will have thorns. Maybe it will be hot like fire. Maybe it will be ugly and disgusting. Disbelief, kufr, carries the seed of hell. So one who has kufr in his hell carries that seed and plants it. And what he plants will grow and become hell in the hereafter. So we all carry. We either carry a seed of the paradise or a seed of the hell in our hearts. And because it is in our hearts, the seed of the paradise expands our heart beautifies our heart, fills it with contentment, fills it with joy. And the seed of hell, 
Hell is hellish. It's fire. It will burn. It will constrict the heart. And it does so. Demek selamet ve emniyet yalnız İslamiyet'te ve imandadır. In that case, salvation and peaceful safety are only in submission to God. Islam. Islam as religion, but what does the word mean? It means submission to God. And in iman, faith. Salvation, true salvation and peaceful safety. Sense of inner peace and security. Where are they? They are only in submission to God and in believing. Öyle ise biz daima elhamdülillahi ala dinil islam ve kemalil iman demeliyiz. In that case, therefore, we should always say elhamdülillahi ala dinil islam ve kemalil iman. Praise and gratitude be to God for the religion of Islam and perfection of faith. This is the end of the second word. Let's quickly um, repeat, uh, re uh, review what we read. We saw about, we read about two men. One was conceited, self-centered, saw everything from the perspective of his self, from the point of view of his self. The second was God-centered, not conceited. He was humble and he was God-centered and he saw everything through the point of view of his Lord, God. The first one, he was also, because of his, his self-centeredness, he also worried all the time about himself and he was pessimist. The second one, on the other hand, because he saw everything from the point of view of his Lord and he knew that his Lord was merciful, just, powerful, generous, all these beautiful attributes, because he knew that his Lord had all these beautiful attributes, what his Lord created, what his Lord created cannot be ugly, cannot be bad, cannot be negative. There is no reason to be pessimist. Therefore, he is optimist. Therefore, he sees beautiful. He sees beauty wherever he turns. He sees his Lord wherever he turns and therefore he sees beauty because his Lord is beautiful. So these two men went to a country, a land. The first one looked around and saw only ugliness. He saw things dying and departing and being separated and so on and so forth. And he, his heart was constricted and filled with, with the seeds of hell. The other one, because he was optimist and saw beauty in everything, because he knew that everything was a manifestation of his Lord, he looked around and he saw what? Beauty. He saw everything in a state of glorification of the, their Lord, in a state of cheering glories to their Lord, for their Lord. He saw all animate beings as coming to fulfill their duties in a state of enthusiasm and cheer and living in a state of contentment and comfort because they fulfill their duties as they should have in a state of dignity. And he saw humans in this also coming, fulfilling their duties and leaving. He wanted to be one of them. 
He had true faith. He wanted to be one of them. He was one of them. And therefore, he saw everything beautifully. And his heart was filled with what? With seeds of paradise. His heart expanded, was filled with joy. And he had contentment and comfort. This is what true faith accords to a person. Regardless, regardless of the apparent troubles and tribulations that one may uh, observe or experience. Because the reality of those troubles and tribulations are coming to this world in order to take up arms or tools and start our duties, fulfilling our duties. And once we, we fulfill our duties, leaving it, to go to a better abode where we are going to be awarded the outcomes of our effort. Or rather, it's not going to be the outcome of our effort, but we are going to be awarded or rewarded or blessed with our uh, blessed with the blessings of our Lord because we were true to him. Out of his mercy, we will not deserve it. But because we are true to him in this world, he is going to bless us with his mercy in the hereafter. And let those seeds of paradise in our heart be sown on fertile grow, ground and, and, and grow into trees of tuba, paradisical trees. Inshallah, inshallah. And this is a great blessing. Again, regardless of whether we are in a state of utter comfort and everything is going right in our lives and you know, so on and so forth, and which is impossible, it never happens, or there are troubles and tribulations in our lives, regardless of this, the very fact that we have faith in our hearts means that we are carrying seeds of paradise in our hearts. And if we peel those layers of distraction and heedlessness and sin and ugly thoughts from our hearts, we can reach that core, engage the seed of paradise in our hearts and just be happy and content in a state of bliss. This is in this world. Let's keep in mind this is in this world we are talking about bliss in this world we are talking about bliss in this world that is going to yield paradise in the hereafter and the bliss that we experience in this world is only only a a demo something to to taste and think of uh, you know you go to the ice cream shop and then you want to, you, they, they give you a little piece of ice cream on a small spoon to taste. That's it. This is not the ice cream. Even not that. Because the reality of it is even better. The demo is a demo. You go to a fair, they, they, they, you see the demos of the tools and whatever is being uh, marketed in the fair. And then you make orders and then you receive the real thing. The bliss in our hearts is just a demo of the real thing, the paradise. Maybe all 
May we all engage those seeds in our hearts and find bliss in this world and may we all preserve it so that it grows into paradise in the hereafter. And one condition of this is to appreciate the value of those seeds in our hearts, of that seed in our heart, of the seed of faith in our heart. And therefore, we end by saying what? Alhamdulillahi ala dinil Islam. Praise and gratitude be to God for what? For the religion of Islam, al iman, and perfection of faith. He has provided us with the perfection of faith through, through his messenger, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim. وآخر الدعوة من الحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة